This is Beers with Hallows. Threats, Beers, and Most of Us. Welcome or welcome back. This is Beers with Talos, episode 80. Today is April 24th, 2020. I am joined today by Craig Williams, Nigel Houghton, and Joel Essler. Matt only is not with us today. He has decided to take his PTO day today because he was forced to work on his birthday, so he needed another day off. Do we still blame Obama for that stuff, or is that meme dead? Uh, no, I think it works pretty much. That's a good question, Craig, for a change. I'm going with yes. <laughs> so we're going to start this episode off the same way we start off every episode. We're going to go around the table and we're going to get a quick opening thought from everybody. Craig, you are top on my screen, so you are going to be first today, my friend. All right. Uh, I, I know we joke around a lot on this podcast, but I wanted to just take a second and ask a serious question that I really wanted to get all you guys' inputs on. Um, what have you been cooking throughout the quarantine? Um, I've been doing a lot of turkey chili. I've been doing a lot of barbecue. You know, um, pretty much every Texas food stereotype, yes. So, tacos, I don't know, you guys brisket. Yeah, tacos, yeah. brisket, barbecue, uh, chicken, burgers, you know, uh, lots of pears. Oddly, I guess it's pear season. That sounds, that sounds like a normal kind of, you know, bunch of recipes for you, Craig. You do that all the time anyway. I was gonna say uh, it's it's been there. wonderful, yeah. but but now I have all this time to like plan it out and yeah. like make sure I get the perfect ingredients and like uh-huh. I have Google Docs with all my little hints and tips. Uh, dude, it's it's like I've just been bored out of my mind. It's weird. weird. <laughs> what have you been cooking, Nigel? Um, hot dogs. Uh, nice, nice hot dogs, hamburgers. Yeah, I've been cooking yeah. real hard on the keyboard. You know, like, like Grubhub and stuff. Um, <laughs> what about you, Joel? I've been putting I've been putting meat in the smoker a lot more like Craig. It's I, I stick to mostly pork. I don't do a lot of beef. Um, but uh, because beef is hard and pork is easy when it comes to smoking. <laughs> but um, we've been we've been doing a lot of baking. Ton of baking. A lot of yeah. breads, a lot of like bread. stuff like baking. that. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing baking with anything. Nigel, what's on your mind today, buddy? Well, I, I mean, I've been up to stuff, as you know. I'm done with the Les Paul now. I've you know, got all that wired up and everything. And uh, and I'm still trying to avoid doing the little cables for the pedal board, but I'm really going to be forced into it this weekend because I have to build another one just for the studio and all the bits are here and they've all arrived. So um, I have no excuses as from tomorrow i have to build all those tiny little cables and just drive myself wild trying to you know solder them all up test them all and yeah god it's going to be terrible we should put the opposite of a countdown timer on the premium feed like how long has it been since nigel has said he was going to make these cables i know (laughs) (laughs) i've been i've been doing really well avoiding them and doing all kinds of other things avoiding to making these cables and now i'm at that point now where there's nothing left to do there is literally nothing else to do but make these cables (laughs) and it's going to take me hours I was. I visualized him with like a big folder that says like 2019 taxes and then the cables. And he's like, damn it. That's exactly exactly what I'm at. Joe, what's on your mind today, buddy? Uh, Today, I, in honor of Mitchell Tampa, Mitch's Tampa, Florida, I'm going to be opening the Florida Man Cigar City Brewery uh, double. what is this? The double IPA. The so double IPA. This is what I believe, we're drinking yeah. today during the podcast. That's really all. My, is all, all all that is on my mind is the amount of beer I've been consuming this month. 
So. Oh yeah, it's out of control. <laughs> oh hey, dude, I am, that, I'm I enjoying and that was um, again. That was one thing that we did forget was uh, to mention that the reason, the actual real reason, why That's Matt Olney's not here today is because, as everybody knows, this is April twenty fourth today, and uh-huh. today is the day that the Apple TV Plus have released the Beastie Boys documentary. That's true. And so we know exactly where he is right now on yes. what he's watching. Yes. And Matt's watching that. And yeah, the truth has come out about Matt's projection of Beastie Boy That's fandom it. on whoever else is around him at the time. Like yeah. Matt is the real Beastie Boy That's fan. right. True. I Huge mean, I mean, honestly, he's not here to defend himself, so I see nothing wrong with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Matt is a is a very renowned frat boy, you know. That's was his true. So. Yeah, I mean, um, at first it was kind of weird when he came into work with polo shirts and little yeah. dress shorts all the time. Yeah. But you know, now I'm used yeah. to. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are we it talking was, about Langer? Or are we talking about Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin. Well, I wanted to I wanted to introduce a concept real quick uh, for my roundtable today that I I've been working on. I think we really need to get a petition or something together. Uh, to address a, a a massive growing problem that's getting worse every day in this country, um, you know, every day that goes by, just like our our dear friend Matt Olney, like people are missing their birthdays, they are uh, missing their anniversaries, ooh. they're missing their graduations, and all these other important days. So I posit that we should institute a policy of social mulligans for the uh in between times so when we get to the after times you can have whatever night you want if you missed your birthday you missed your anniversary you missed your graduation party any night the rest of the year is yours to claim as that day even if it's the middle of the night that's that's going well already you can you can then just say like you know what for the rest of the night tonight's my birthday we're doing this tonight i think we all need to kind of get behind this and and make up for these poor people who have been their quarantine birthday queens, you know, just sitting there by themselves, just like Matt with his little tiara crying and his little personal sized cake. Uh, you know, we need to help these people out. He's probably going to have cupcakes. I feel like he's a cupcake guy. Think so? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. With a candle. Uh, we did have a a couple things we wanted to talk about today. Uh, obviously we we're seeing some different things and, and companies having different care abouts now that the vast majority of their workforce is, is working from home and we're seeing lots of new challenges for them. But at the same time, we're seeing the return of some old friends. Craig, you want to talk a little bit about a post that we had put out recently, um, that came out of the IR group regarding maze. Uh, and we want to kind of use that to talk a little bit about ransomware and some other things that we have on the agenda today. Yeah, so I think what was important to realize about this um, is that, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we have talked about how, you know, we've seen most malware families move towards COVID lures. And I think it's it's pretty clear why, right? Everyone can understand that everyone wants more information. People are scared. Uh, you know, everything on the news is, oh, my God, critical, urgent. Everybody's sick, dying. Watch the news. COVID. You know, and that's driving people to crave those type of lures. And so we're seeing, you know, in December, I think it was, uh, yeah, in December, we put out a blog post on incident response and how often they're seeing ransomware like Maze and how prevalent it was and how even at that point, it wasn't anything new and cutting edge. But even now, still months later, you know, and this is a piece of malware that's been around since 2016, 
right? I mean, think about that. It's been around for four years. What commercial products haven't survived that long? You know, the, <laughs> like I, I don't want to. What was the Google one? Google Wave, right? And then there was like uh, I miss Google Wave more. What was the goggles thing? Um, glass, the Google Glass. Thing? Yeah, glasses, right? So, oh, Google Glass. Yeah, yeah, dude. This this ransomware family has been around for a while, and it's still working out for the bad guys. And, so, and so, how I, is that? I mean, well, why is it? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things at play here, right? I think the first one is that we have a lot of people working from home. Now, at first, you may think, well, aren't most people behind a VPN and blah, 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 blah. And let's say they are, right? Let's say your company was one of the most fortunate ones that had a system in place for people to work from home. What's changed? You know, well, now everyone's at home. Everyone's probably on their laptops for work a little bit too long. People have trouble getting off. And so what's the result of that? Well, they're reading more things that maybe they wouldn't normally on their work laptop. You know, they're checking their personal email on their work laptop. They're going to Facebook and social media and following links on their work laptop. And the result of that is just that people are being more exposed to these lures. And unfortunately, you know, because the people of Earth right now are terrified of this pandemic, they're going to click those lures at an alarmingly high rate compared to standard malware lures. And so as a natural result, we're seeing more and more cases of maze and similar ransomware. There, there's there's something you touched on there, Craig. I think that needs to be expanded a little bit. Even uh, the, the VPN is not a protection piece for this, right? So it doesn't matter if you're on a VPN or not. Right. Right. And, and that's what, but the danger there, that, well, the danger is that if you are on a VPN and this, if it's a piece of malware that will spread um, you know, using whatever method it possibly can, then you're increasing the the possibility of it spreading inside your corporate network, though, because people are on that VPN, whatever, doing whatever they happen to do. The question is, you know, what protections do you have in place internally to look for those things? What do you have in place for the person on the other end who's are they using their you know work? A laptop, those kind of resources, or are they just signing in using their personal computers that they use for all the other things that people use them for at home and stuff like that, right? So, I mean, you kind of, you got to be a, a a little kind of concerned, I would say, maybe heightened concern about those kind of things. When you have way more people now suddenly connecting into your uh, environment using VPNs and stuff like that, and, and how are they doing it? Yeah. Where are they doing it from? We're going to talk about VPN more here in, in just a little bit, um, but we, we touched on why this is still working, but how are these ransomware attacks working now? Yeah, so that's, that's a good question, and I think the best way to explain it would be, you know, like an example. Um, so let's, let's say, you know, you've got a guy at home, and normally he's a great employee, um, yeah. but, you know, it's it's... The plague, right? He's stuck at home, bored. And so he's Googling CrossFit because that's just something he does all day long. And, you know, maybe on a CrossFit website, an ad pops up, right? Now, we're all familiar with malvertising. We all know how it works. And so because he's doing that and because he's going to those websites, he wouldn't normally on the work laptop if he does get compromised, which there's, you know, it's a fractional percentage probably of it happening, but it does. Every ad server right now has malicious ads, every single one. Uh, they're rare, let's hope, right? 
but it will happen. And unfortunately, if you're connected to the corporate network when that happens, that malware can propagate past your computer over that network connection over the VPN. And that's really where the damage happens. And that's really where corporate environments get impacted. Or as before, it may just be your personal laptop or it may just be your work machine that's not connected all the time. I I would love to know. And so we, we work in an industry, not only in the security industry, but the tech industry of 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 a culture where at least in Talos I know we do but even uh, outside in in the greater Cisco most people I would say have laptops in our company um but you know and, and we're all working from home and we've got webex we've got telepresence etc and we're all working from home and we're enjoying our our mobile connection back to Cisco corporate etc on our laptops um, and my point in saying is all this is I, I, but there, there are other companies that are, you know, either in the tech industry or not in the tech industry that do not provide all of their employees with laptops, right? They have desktop machines. And so I would love to know when, when the world, you know, in air quotes got sent home for this COVID thing, did they take those desktop machines home or are they actually at home? installing VPNs and installing, you know, antivirus software from corporate on their home laptop. On their their personal devices. Yeah. There's a ton of that right now that people are talking about. They're like, you know, well, we weren't, we weren't quite ready. So everybody's just using, we're trying to make their personal devices, this BYOD type policy or keep your own device at home, not bring your own device, I guess. But they're trying to make them compliant. so you're, you're both right, right? People are being forced to use machines from home. They're bringing in machines that may have normally been in the office. Both of these are true, but it's even worse than that because the companies that did have the capital to suddenly buy these missing machines can't because the supply chain was shut down for months. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, I get, and I know we've jumped up and down a, a, about it a couple of times on this podcast and I know I jump up and down a lot, but God, why are, why why have we not transitioned more of the forward facing look workforce into like these big iPads with keyboards? I just, I just don't. Well, I think that there's a lot of companies who have gone on the, on the Microsoft side um, and non Apple world. I think a lot of people have gone to the surface type. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great solution. Uh, I, you know, the iPads, the equivalent I would say, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, what I'm saying is, it's is, about your role, isn't it? It's your role, what you're doing. Right. If you're, yeah, absolutely. you know, you, you yeah. already know that your sales guys are normally issued a laptop. It's the nature of the job. They're mobile all the time. They're right. out to customers, whatever. It doesn't matter what kind they of, they don't typically in, require a ton of compute. That's what they're doing. They can use, uh, yeah. they don't need a lot of compute. Exactly. But when, you know, but when you've got developers now who are suddenly oh, at sure. home, oh, sure. And they need a resource to use, are they taking home? their work desktop and exposing it to whatever's on their home networks and whatever, or are they using their home machine now, which, you know, is obviously not under corporate control, but now it is now connecting to their VPN and in, and now it's connecting to internal resources and stuff like that. Right. What's going on there? How are you right. looking after that? What are you, what are you, what is it that you're watching well, there? What are you looking for? Oh my God. Do you guys remember that? Do you guys remember the Pixar example of this? Go ahead. Yes. No. Uh, so it was one of the movies a long time ago. I'm drawing a blank on which one, maybe Toy Story. 
Um, and one of the Pixar animators, I believe she was uh, pregnant and she wanted yeah. to work on obviously the animation. Now, oh yeah. They lost the whole movie and the only copy was on her machine. Yeah. yeah she Cause she had the, the offline copy at yeah. home. Like she was only, and right. it was only like a couple weeks behind the yeah. master that they had yeah, lost. Crazy. So, Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. I remember that. But the, um, you know, I think that to your point, Nigel, we're in a, maybe a little bit better situation where a lot of our knowledge workers that formerly needed these huge machines are now using cloud compute and cloud storage resources that they can access from any machine. Um, I mean, well, again, it depends on what you're doing and what your stuff. job is. And right. You still got to yeah, be careful yes. with that, right? It's not. It's right. not a, a right. I say, but that introduces a whole new set of problems. Yes, right? it does. Yeah, absolutely does. I mean, and, and again, you know, where you you start to connect to those resources, right? Where you're doing that from? How are you managing to do that? Are you requiring a VPN in order to get to them, or or not? Are you looking? You know, how do you authenticate and make sure that you are doing that correct authentication and authorization to those kind of resources? You know, multi-factor stuff, right? You're using Duo or whatever to Make sure that yes, you know it is you, and and you know you're getting you're doing that kind of thing. But but after you've done that, now we're talking about control of that that resource that you're using. What are your people using? Is it their home machine? Is it are they just taking their work machines home? You you've essentially lost the finer control that you had when those machines were on your domain in your office. Right now, it's extended in a much larger way to things which are outside your control. Right, and and how you're looking at that, what kind of things you're looking at and looking for. Right. Well, so let's cover some of the what can you do things. Right, like let's okay. say maybe your work doesn't have uh, the best security posture. You know, what do you guys think? Some of the simple stuff you could do to try and you know not only secure your home network, but that might even extend a little bit into the enterprise. You know, for me, I think the first one that pops into my head is just go ahead and hop into your router and override your ISP's DNS server with a DNS server that provides free security. I mean, you know, obviously we run the one over at, you know, OpenDNS and that's cool, but there's a number of other ones that people would prefer to use a different one. Um, but for those of you who aren't familiar with it, the way it would work is if I look up, say, you know, uh, Google.com, it gives me Google.com. If I look up Cisco.com, it gives me Cisco.com. But if I look up, you know, a server that's known to be hosting malware or an ad server that's known to be hosting malware or something along those lines, well, the lookup's going to fail and it's going to redirect me to a page that says, hey, you tried to look up a malicious domain. What are you doing? And so, yeah. you know, you, you don't have to be super computer savvy for that. It won't let you go to the bad place. Well, and, and if you're in a place where you're able to, you know, do something like that. Like, and even if you've never been into your router before, you can usually look up your router and find the, you know, what, what's the typical IP address for it. If it's one nine two or if it's a 10.0, right. you know, whatever, however it uses itself. Um, and you can usually find the default creds if you haven't changed those. And while you're in there, make sure you delete those default credentials and insert your own. <laughs> and go ahead and turn on automatic updates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, 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 we all, Cisco enjoys like a nice, um, we have a very coherent IT structure and, and, uh, strategy within the company. And we're, we're very much like BYOD, uh, in Cisco, at least I've noticed, but you know, you can bring your own device, you can have your phone, you can have your iPad, you can have, you can even have a laptop, but it's gotta be, 
it's got to install, you know, when you connect to the network, it has to have this minimum, uh, you know, security package on it. And I think that we, we become very spoiled by this, which is great. But so you know, we and Talos are uh, B-U-N-D, bring Uncle Nigel's device. Because yeah, you know, <laughs> once you what? once you attach it to the network, it's Uncle Nigel's device, whether you like it or yeah, not. Absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> it becomes mine. But uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, I feel for those people who've been, who the ones who would keep telling their management or whatever, listen, if something happens, we're not in a good place right now. These are the things that we yeah. need to be doing. These are the security controls we need. And they're not, they hadn't been given that funding or hadn't been given whatever they needed to do in order to secure things or yeah. make things more yeah. freely available, all that kind of stuff. And right now, what they're getting told is, it doesn't matter, just make it work. And that, yeah. when you're in that position, then, you know, you've got big problems. Let's up-level two of these things there real quick. I wanted to reiterate Joel's point because I feel like we kind of breezed over it and didn't really give it the attention it deserved. You know, Joel's point when he said Thanks, people should, should, <laughs> should get along with iPads, you know, let, let's look at what he's saying there. What he's saying makes a lot of sense, right? If you can use a, a hardened first. device, <laughs> a hardened device, that will function for you and provide a lot of security out of the box that is known to be auto-updatable and safe and stable, yep. like a Chromebook, an iPad, a Surface Book. You know, use that. Give those to your users because if an attacker is going to compromise those, number one, it's not going to be an out-of-the-box exploit. And number two, it's going to be significantly more expensive from both a time and resources standpoint. And so they're going to really have to focus their efforts. So those two reasons alone, those are better choices. The second one uh, that Nigel touched on that I think is worth making sure we capture here is that when it comes to a security, uh, you know, everyone from networks to developers to companies, you need to understand that if people make choices, there are a lot of reasons they make those choices. You are not going to find a security person in this day and age that's been in the business for any time who's completely clueless. They all know what to do. They all understand, at least at a high level, the right thing. They're not going to get all the resources they want. And so they have to make choices. And so you've got to realize when you see a company that behaved in one way and everyone is convinced, why would they do that? That makes no sense, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's likely due to some conflicting priorities that may not be readily visible outside of the company. And so if you're a customer or if you're associated with them, sit back and think about, well, what could those priorities be? And do I value those or do I value security and use that in part of your purchasing decision? You yeah. know, I, I think you need to realize that everyone's making trade-offs. There is no perfect thing. There is no magic bullet. And make sure you select software and toolkits that are aligned with your priorities. Yeah. One of the things that has come up uh, several times in the podcast so far is using VPN, whether you're using your own device, using a company device, uh, connecting through that tunnel, uh, using a VPN for additional security, at least transport security. So I wanted to I wanted to drill down on that just a little bit and talk a little bit about VPNs for a second. Uh, Nigel, I know you're going to have a lot to say here, uh, <laughs> but I want to I want to kind of start uh maybe below a level that Nigel is capable of getting to given his like advanced knowledge on the topic. <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about the basics of VPN for our listeners that, that might not be uh, familiar with the the underpinnings and the basic concepts of, you know, what a tunnel is and, and how that is, uh, why that's secure. Uh, and then talk a little bit about 
things people need to look for in their VPNs. And then maybe if we have some time, we can get into more some of the advanced uh, segments or advanced topics relating to VPN. But let's start with just what a tunnel is. Why does this work? From a high-level point of view, I would say um, for VPNs that are connecting back to the corporate network, right? I'm not going to talk about you know, the, the, the VPNs that you can buy that allow your IP to show up from a different country or things like that, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your home computer connecting back to a corporate network. I see this as you are extending the corporate network by one computer, right? You are adding the corporate network to your computer at home, right? I don't, I don't see it as I am forming a tunnel from my computer into the corporate network. I just see it like almost the other way, if you think about it, is I am allowing the corporate network to come into my my one device. And uh, I think that's like the super basic high-level explanation without like getting into the weeds too far of, you know, but that's the way I look at it is you're extending your network by one computer or multiple computers or whatever it is, Right. Um, and, and we could go off on a tangent of like, you know, these third party, and what I mean by third party is like not your corporate VPN of third party VPN providers that, um, allow you to be quote unquote secure from your, wherever you're at on some hotel network back to some rando network. Right. Like, but the, my, the reason why I shy away from those is because I don't know who's owning my data at the other end of that VPN. Right. At least with the corporate network, I know who owns it. Right. Well, and so we have a whole episode on that. But like Joel is completely right. You know, yeah. people always talk about, oh, I can tunnel my data to here. Hey, man, in the U.S., especially, when it's, ISP, free. especially when it's free. Yeah. <laughs> we have a contractual agreement that's ruled by U.S. laws and U.S. courts. And I have a ballpark idea of what they can do with my data. You tunnel that data to a data center and I don't know where. There's no telling what laws, if any, are governing it. So give it some careful thought and consideration before you just jump on the free bandwagon. And even if you're only paying a dollar a month, is that really enough to run that server? Is that really that goes beyond VPN? That goes beyond just VPN. That's just good general advice. Um, So why does this work? So I log into, you know, I get on my computer in the morning. I log into any connect my VPN, and now I'm still on my home wireless network here. But what's going on there? Like right. how, so obviously I'm forwarding my traffic somehow and now it's somehow like encrypted in transport. How does that work? Yeah. I mean, that's essentially all that you're doing. All of it, all the VPN is, is doing for you is that between the endpoint that you're using and the VPN, um, uh, endpoint, uh, at wherever it happens to be at your company, whatever it is in a data center, who knows, uh, is that you have set up, encryption between those two points and only those two points right so your traffic is now and that's what they call that's the tunnel piece right and so your traffic is now all of it except in certain circumstances and we'll get to that in a minute but all of it is now going down that encrypted tunnel right that means a a number of things you know no longer can you access anything that's on your local network Right, so on your home Wi-Fi, whatever you've got a printer and all that stuff, you can't use that any longer because it's not in that tunnel, right? And what you're doing is all your traffic goes down that tunnel, comes out at the other end, and then you are now that, like Joel says, you are now extended 
the uh, the corporate network, right? And it does go both ways, obviously. Now you can access those things on your corporate network. And depending on how you've got it set up, there are things that you can access, things that you can't. Let's say I'm not allowing you to, to say, use a printer, right? I'm not allowing connections to my printers over that VPN. Okay, that's whatever. But I am allowing you to access file shares, right? And now you can, that's how you can now access your internal company resources. But not only that, because you've got that tunnel, everywhere that you now go uh, on the internet at large, right? And you're visiting websites and whatever, is going through that same tunnel, right? So all of your traffic's going that way. And it's going to have an effect on your kind of performance that you're going to see because obviously you now have an increase in, in um, overhead due to that encryption stuff, right? So you've got your tunnel going and there's going to be a bandwidth limit on that for a start. And then when you start connecting to websites and you've got SSL websites, whatever, you now got kind of double the encryption, right? Super, super secret um, and all that kind of thing. And that's what we're saying. That's why we keep making the point about those free VPN stuff. Your, your traffic is only encrypted between you and that endpoint. Whatever happens after that happens, right? If you're connecting to an SSL website, then obviously that's encrypted. But, you know, those requests that you're making to go to those websites can still be seen on that other end of the VPN though, right? You just have to make the request. Right. And v so, VPNs, VPNs come in multiple form factors too, right? Like there's the software VPN, which is what we're what we're referring to as AnyConnect, but there's also hardware VPN, meaning like you know, and I have that luxury here at my house for for certain networks. Is I plug my laptop into a box, that box connects to the corporate network. Yeah. And so Cisco, they call that. So at Cisco, they, we call that a CVO, right? So that's right. a Cisco virtual office, which yes. is essentially exactly what that does, exactly what it, it sounds it should do. It connects using a hardware interface to another piece. I mean, it does the same thing. Essentially, you've got a, a you know, um, uh, an encrypted tunnel there between that box and the, the corporate box on the other end. But the other stuff that you can do, you can, I mean, it, if and this is where some of the um, complications, if you like, start to arise, is when you start to do things like split tunneling, right? Which now means that only certain parts of your traffic are going along that tunnel to your corporate network, for right. example. Right. Maybe you know you're allowing them to browse the internet kind of freely, and you're not, you know, so that so that that traffic now gets sent out split. Right, so that stuff goes out normally, like it would out of your Wi-Fi device, whatever, going to the internet at large, and doesn't go down that tunnel uh, for whatever reason. Maybe the, the you know to save on capacity, for example, right? For for so, do you do that by protocol? Do you do that by application type? How's that usually applied? Uh, usually by protocol is the way that you do it. You'd say right these things, or you can. Well, there's lots of different ways you can do it, and you can even specify. All right. Let's do this by routes, right? Let's say that uh, anything that's destined to these particular um, IP address ranges is going to go down our tunnel, yeah. right? So I'm specifying, here's my internal ranges. This is where you're going. If you go into these particular ranges here, if I see, you know, these kind of, this section of addresses, it's going a different route now. You go yeah. look for it somewhere else, right? That kind of thing. Um, and And then... But when you start doing that, that now you've started introducing some a lot more complexity, right? And with complexity, as you know, comes problems. 
So you have to be very careful with what you do in there. Um, and it's going to affect how you manage the devices and how you push things out and, and you know, things yeah. like that, right? Because split, lots of, split it's tunneling easy. is simultaneously fantastic Yes, and and a complete... Uh, a complete disaster to manage I've, at the same time. I've seen, I've seen a few. Um, should we? Uh, I mean, being kind, I've seen a few spaghetti messes with that kind of thing. <laughs> past, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, for anybody who's had experience doing that kind of stuff, it can, you know, it can be. On one hand, if you keep it nice and simple and say, "All right, I'm just going to say uh, all my ten dot addresses are going to come down the tunnel. Anything else?" Go away. It must be an internet yeah, address. Go away, go, yeah. You go, you know, do whatever. What about your DNS, right? Yeah, where does that go? What about DNS? Yeah. Where are you getting names from? Where does that go, right? What DNS box are you looking for? Are we looking for an internal one here to then decide? Because now you're saying, all right, I want to hit the internet, which means that I'm going to go down this tunnel over here when I when I get, but I need to know where I'm going to. Well, hold on, that's right. an internal thing. So now that's going down this tunnel, then I get a reply back and now I'm going to, send out my request down here because it's on a different address range, right? And now right. I get my traffic going this way. But I still made yep. that DNS request along that tunnel originally, right? So you start, things start to get, you know, complicated. And plus, well, you know, anyway, yeah, they get complicated. Well, I was going to say that's one of the things that I think it's important to realize is what's going in the tunnel and what's not. You know, I yeah. see a lot of people who are like at airports or hotel networks and things that you generally would never, ever trust uh, but they say, oh, don't worry, I'm on the VPN. And I just kind of look at them and I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, yeah. are you yeah. sure that that's being yeah. tunneled? Yeah. What traffic is, yeah. uh, do you know and what traffic is going down that tunnel and what's not? Is there some split stuff going? I think all you really need to do is just start putting up Linux ISOs on torrent sites. And then when Nigel calls you, you can understand that, yes, that's going through the VPN. <laughs> I don't know I mean, you guys do. We it. have had a couple of instances um, over time where, um, you know, everybody's had the DMCA notices, things like that. We've had a couple of instances of those where somebody uh, forgot they were on the VPN. And then, you know, we get a notice of, hey, such in this, this uh, address from your range was, uh, you know, doing stuff it shouldn't have been doing, downloading some pirated movies, whatever. Hey, could you not do that? That's very bad. Okay. If, if you could um, stop, that'd be great. And, you know, we're able to track people down and say, listen, you know, this is not, Knock this is off. not allowed. Yeah. This is not only is, uh, you know, is, um, is it not allowed from what these guys are saying? Don't do that. But I'm telling you already, right, that you're using our VPN yeah. when you're doing You don't that, need to be on be Pirate Bay this. on your work machine. <laughs> <laughs> right. You shouldn't be torrenting anyway, okay. right, no matter what. Right, it's not a, yeah. it's not an appropriate use for your work resources, and then you know. Well, uh, and that, that's kind of what I was hinting at. You know, I was I've obviously we make tongue in cheek jokes, but you know when you get people on the VPN, especially if they're on home machines, you're going to see more of that type of behavior. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, you are. Yeah, you are. That kind of thing. I mean, because I can. T I mean, I can turn around and say, listen, one, you shouldn't be doing that on the VPN. Two. You should never be using company resources to do that kind of thing. And I gave you, you know, right. the company resources, blah blah blah, right? Uh, and yeah. this happens. That wasn't for you to uh, go get just, the bootleg is, version right. of yeah, Matrix whatever. Four. Yeah, who you know, cares, yeah. right? It's like this is, you know, we, you can end up getting fired for this kind of thing, 
no, not messing about. Right, right. Fired straight up for it, right? But with some, but like Craig's saying, if now somebody does that and they're on there, but they're using their own computer because you've told them to stay at home and work, and what they've got is whatever it is at home, and it and it and what they normally do is set up their little torrent stuff and they go off and do their torrenting and whatever. But now they're connected to a VPN, right? Now what? Hopefully uh, that's been a little bit more enlightening and informative in regarding VPNs and, and how that actually works and why it sometimes doesn't, maybe more accurately. But I want to go around real quick and just get a quick uh, closing thought, maybe a few seconds from everybody. Let's go in the same order that we opened up in. So, Craig, closing you know thought. What? Give I me a quick one. For my advice for businesses that are struggling with people wanting to work from home and are concerned about things like ransomware taking over their corporate network – Move towards, you know, secured solutions, move towards iPads, move towards Chromebooks, make everyone use OpenDNS or a similar secure DNS site. It'll really provide an instant security posture and provide basic security all in one. And I think it's pretty cheap, relatively speaking, and it's an easy move in the right direction. Yep. Perfect. Nigel, what's on your mind? Yeah, I would say keep your VPN stuff as simple as possible. Uh, don't overcomplicate things and just keep your eye on Eric and see what he's doing because you know that Eric's going to click on all the stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just, just watch. Just Joel. Be ever vigilant. Joel, what's on your mind? Well, I agree with Craig. Um, I've been I've been designing my my work life and workload um, around being able to travel for the past fifteen years, and uh, in the past probably four years, I've been thinking really heavily about, hey, if I had to get on a plane and go somewhere, can I just take this thing? And I'm just holding up my iPad, right? Yep. And um, and so a lot of my work uh, I can do on this iPad. I'm really looking forward to the new iPad keyboard that's supposed to come out here in May that has the trackpad on it um, so you don't have to carry a separate mouse because I think that's kind of the, the final nail in the coffin of the transition, at least for me. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. It has been a pleasure as always. Uh, stay tuned. In the coming weeks, we have some really cool stuff around some new content and events and fun things regarding Talos. And we'll have uh, more information available in that in coming podcasts. The next podcast out after this one will be another one of our in-between episodes. Quitting time in between. Not sure what we'll call on those yet. But that'll be a lot of fun. And we hope that you will join us for that as well as our next security related episode episode 82 coming out in just a couple weeks but until then stay safe and Wash try to not get bored to death yeah and stop <laughs> touching your face hey cheers <laughs>